Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you very much, Jay, and hello, everyone. As God speaks to us today through His Son in accordance to His Word, as we read in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, one can obviously see the importance of obedience. Today we go back to the Old Testament and learn some valuable lessons of obedience from a leper that will help us to be the way God wants us to be, to simply obey God in doing what God said do. Before we return to the Old Testament and begin our study, we have something special for you, our listeners. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 15 and verse 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. The book of Psalms is a book of patience and comfort, and we have a special study guide on Psalm 113 through 118, and we'd like to send it to you absolutely free. May we send it to you? Please call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Psalm Study 1. That's all you have to do. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say Psalm Study 1. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information. Your name, your address, and type Psalm Study 1. We will send it right away. And now, let's discuss today our Old Testament study that concerns Naaman the leper from 2 Kings 5, verses 9 through 14. The scripture reads as follows. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. For the next few moments, dear friends, consider with me this account of Naaman, who was a captain of the host of the king of Syria, a well-respected man and held in high esteem. But all of the high regards he had could not affect his leprosy. To get rid of the plague of leprosy, all Naaman had to do was something simple. The bottom line was, do what God said do. With leprosy, his flesh profited him nothing, but the words of the Almighty God through his servant Elisha could. 
Yet let us learn how Naaman tried other ways, how amazing that is. And yet many times we do what God says. When asked to do what God says, rather, do we not have other ideas? When God says something and commands us through his word, something that is simple to do, isn't it amazing how we, like Naaman, start rationing, rationalizing, and, well, rationing too. We start culling down what we want, and then we rationalize within our hearts and minds the way it ought to be. Dear friends, today, let's think on these things. Number one, in verses 5 through 7 of Second Kings 5, we try to find a person, first of all, to please us. When you go back and look at verses 5 through 7 of Second Kings 5, Naaman went to the king instead of the prophet of God. And even today, men are looking for salvation for their souls in all the wrong places. They look at the whims and the desires of man. What he says sounds good to me. doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. How about the creeds of churches and man-made doctrines, these things that are not in the Word of God? And rather than be pleasing to God, we try to be pleasing to man. Paul said in Galatians 1.10, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Pleasing God should be our aim. In listening to man... Let us find those that are honest individuals striving to do God's will that can give us a book, chapter, and verse and a valid reason behind it. The servants of Naaman were able to reason with him, and he listened. There must be that confidence in others, but we must make certain it is good and truthful, and all his servants told him was to do what the man of God said. You know, in James 5, verses 19 and 20, we're reminded about the person that cares for our soul is an individual of whom we can be pleased with. James writes and says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. While we are thankful for family and friends, Are we truly guided by the right example and the right lives in searching for Christ? Like those servants, are they simply going back to what God says? Are we looking to please man instead of God? We need to take a lesson from a leper here, folks. Or we will remain with spiritual leprosy called sin if we fail to change. Let's learn another lesson. From verse 11 of our text, We try to settle it ourselves. Notice the words of Naaman. Behold, I thought. In other words, here is the way we think it should go. Doesn't matter what we've asked of God. Doesn't matter what his word says. We have our thinking. You know, the prophet didn't even come out to see Naaman. The prophet Elisha didn't need to. He sent out his messenger who would state exactly what the prophet Elisha would have said. Today, folks, people think that God needs to speak to them directly. But, dear friends, we have His Holy Word. What else is needed? Someone in turn says, Oh, well, I believe in God, though. Well, John twelve forty two and 43, let's look at those that believed in God, but watch what happened. The Scripture there says, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on Him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess Him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. 
doesn't matter what we say we believe, are we willing to move on what God's Word says? We might believe in God, but if we are doing things our way, we are no better than these chief rulers of which we read. Naaman became angry. That anger didn't do him a bit of good, folks, because he walked away angry. He still had leprosy. So when we try to settle things ourselves, an individual may think or want things their way, but until we do things God's way, let's take this lesson from a leper. One will still have spiritual leprosy, and that's called sin. Here's a third thing from verse 12. We try to reason about baptism. You know, Naaman asked if the rivers of Damascus were not better than all the waters in Israel. Now, continuing a thought on his preconceived idea of how his healing would occur, Naaman, in essence, was expressing, well, you know, isn't one river as good as another? Folks, have we ever said or heard anything familiar with that? Or, oh, I don't believe that. You know, God's Word can make it plain and we just brush it off. How about this? Why, river is river. In essence, that's what Naaman was saying, and sometimes I find people say, well, you know, church is church. Folks, this we do know. There was water in God's plan to heal Naaman's leprosy, and there is water in God's plan to heal man's soul today, and that is the obedient measure of baptism that Jesus himself commanded in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Peter and the apostles on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost, shall I say, preached that word, Acts 2.38, and when Saul accepted it, and he arose and was baptized, his sins were washed away, calling on the name of the Lord, Acts 22.16. In Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, Paul says that we are to be buried. Dear friends, we bury a dead individual. We never bury someone alive. If so, that is a horrible, cruel death, and anyone that would bury someone alive themselves would be murderers. But the Scripture teaches we bury a dead person. In Romans 6, 3, and 4, a person that is dead in sin needs to be buried, and when they're buried with Christ in baptism, they are raised then to walk in newness of life. Somebody will express, Oh, oh, you're saying that there is something in the water. Well, what about faith? Well, dear friends, if the water could heal... Every leper would have taken off to the River Jordan. They would have been down there in a heartbeat. And, you know, water is water, but it is the obedience through one's faith that heals. And as water was important then because God commanded it, it is important now because God has commanded it. Let's take a lesson from a leper. Dear friends, until he dipped seven times in the waters of the River Jordan, his leprosy would remain. And until one dips One time in obedience in baptism, one will still have spiritual leprosy, and that is sin. Dear friends, let's pause here and let me add that we at the International Gospel Hour not only offer a free Bible study course by mail, but our friends at the World Bible School offer an online study if you prefer. Maybe we've talked about some things today that you want to study and seek further Go to worldbibleschool.org and register. It's absolutely free. won't cost you a thing. Also, you'll be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. It's a great tool to use. Again, this is a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. Finally, dear friends, as we end our broadcast, 
What did Naaman do? When he listened to God and did what God said, guess what? It works. Jesus said it will work if we will but let him. I hope you've enjoyed this brief study today. Look forward to you next time. I'm Jeff Archie. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. And dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.